on the viewpoint. On the viewpoint with Laila Sejo and Nogukanya. It's 2120. Good evening for those who have just joined us. Thank you so much for your time here on SAFM Viewpoint. It's that time again. Hashtag Health on Monday. And this evening we are in conversation with Ms. Crystal Kemp, SADC Support Group Coordinator, talking to us about support group therapy. The South African Drug and Anxiety Group is celebrating their third annual support group awareness week. From today until Friday the 27th of Jan 2023, their support group offerings, very close to the work that they do as support groups, were the core of where it all began once upon a time for SEDEC. Founder and director Zane Wilson followed her own experience with years of undiagnosed panic disorder, realized how stigmatized mental illness in the country was then, and for the most part still is now, and how little help and support was available to sufferers and loved ones. Subsequently, she decided to start the support group, which then became what it is now today, SADEG, South African Depression and Anxiety Group. Fast forward some 28 years, SADEG proudly hosts over 160 free support groups nationwide that have become popular in the past couple of decades and focus has shifted from mental illness alone to being that much more comprehensive a healthcare engagement. The group's dynamic often helps people feel supported and then move forward together. Now, let's talk more about this because, and I think stigmatization is always a great start. When you're talking about mental illness, when you're talking about depression, when you're talking about anxiety-based disorders, things which are not latent to the eye, but just as deadly, possibly even worse, precisely because they are not um, patent and visible, they are rather latent. Crystal, your work becomes that much more pronounced then in finding these people in our communities and then getting them out of that environment to a more supportive setup where they can walk that journey so that, first of all, they don't feel alone. That is utopia. It is very ideal. It's very difficult, I would imagine, precisely because of stigma and how we as a nation generally engage and respond to mental health to even identify those sufferers. For those of you who are wondering, SADEC support group coordinators Crystal Kemp will soon be on the line. And perhaps I should just throw the gauntlet out there to you at home. If you have (laughs) ever been party to a support group, tell us about the anxiety of going into that group. Tell us about the anxiety of staying in that group. But beyond the anxiety itself, the benefit and the journey that you have continued to work in your full road to recovery and how organizations like SADEC have made an impact in your life. Crystal, thank you so much for joining us. I think you heard that question. Finding members in our communities who are depressed and have these conditions related to anxiety and then bringing them on board for the necessary treatment and support. It would be difficult, I imagine, simply because, relatively speaking, of the high stigmatization still associated with mental illness and related conditions. Absolutely. I think, you know, with stigma, it's a fear of the unknown. Um, and there's so much judgment that comes with mental illness. And so support groups create that safe space where people can meet like-minded people who have first-hand experience of what it is like living with a mental illness. And it's a place where you don't have to feel scared and you don't have to feel judged because people are really getting what you're saying. Um, so support groups the more awareness we create, and I think that's why it's so important this this week, which, as you mentioned, is our third annual 
um, support group awareness week is to create that awareness that there are these resources out there. They are available. We do want to help and you don't have to be alone in this journey. Tell us about the importance of engaging the work of SEDIC, particularly in your schools. I think the challenge for parents and communities at large is born by something which generally is good, the ready access to information that the younger communities have now by virtue of how much more accessible technology is put differently. I didn't have the kind of access to information that the typical teenager would have now in my teenage years relatively. That on its own is a good thing, but it has these unintended consequences. And we see, for instance, cyberbullying, and, and cyberbullying can take place in many forms. Access to information and how destabilizing it may be to somebody who's got unfettered access to certain information, which as a parent, if you knew your child had access to, you'd probably want to engage a bit more. And how the younger population in the result has become more vulnerable to anxiety and depression and related mental health illnesses. How is SADC responding to that? And what are some of the inroads that it has made that it can proudly report? So I think, you know, um, with Teen Suicide Prevention Week coming up in February, what SADAG is always trying to do is to create more awareness um, and to to generate more information on mental illness and mental health in general so that parents know where to get help. So if you go to our website, for example, we have webinars with, that we've done on for teachers specifically, um, we've got webinars aimed at parents that we've also covered. Um, we really want to create that space where parents know how to have this very important conversation with their children and what to do and how to identify when their ch- child isn't okay. And and what typically should parents be on the lookout for? I mean, if you are talking right now imaginably there are parents who are listening probably having one final conversation with their child what would a typical parent be typically looking for in a child to at least satisfy oneself that the child isn't in any of these unenviable positions of depression anxiety um or or, or some form of condition that the parent if the parent knew could then start the process of getting assistance Right, so I think I should definitely um, start with the disclaimer that my portfolio is specifically support groups, sure. um, which are aimed at, at those 18 and older. But definitely what parents need to be looking out for is some kind or any kind of change in their teenager's behavior or in their child's behavior. You know, have they stopped doing things that they used to enjoy? Are they sleeping more than they used to? Are they sleeping less than they used to? Have they stopped talking to you in the same way that they used to? Are they withdrawing? Are you seeing any kind of problem behavior? Is there a, a decline in their marks? Um, and and really just always trying to have those conversations and not just having the, how was your day? Oh, mom, it was fine. You know, but really engaging what happened, what's going on with you. Another really, really great way um, to engage in these conversations is to have a mental health check-in. You know, if, if, if kids can't verbalize how they're feeling because they don't understand or they don't have the words to vocalize, what you can definitely do then is, is ask them to describe what they're feeling or where they're feeling it in their body. You know, especially for our younger children who may not have those words to say, you know, wh- what are you feeling? Is your, is your heart sore? Is your throat sore? Is your tummy sore? 
is your you know are is your mouth dry are you feeling very worried are you feeling sad even using cues like images like emojis and and asking them to point towards the emoji to identify that emotion can be helpful and then engaging in that conversation and if you are worried about your child my absolute um, advice would be to reach out to someone. There are so many different resources available. And just saying, hey, I'm not sure about this and I'm a little bit worried is, is totally okay. You don't need to worry about blowing something out of proportion. It's much better to be cautious and just generally aware. Hmm. Interesting thoughts, and I'm hopeful that the parents will engage this conversation. But let's come to your portfolio specifically now, because I think the support group is very important. Unity in numbers, when you feel you're not alone in your condition, or you feel that some of the things you are going through or have gone through, somebody else is going through or has gone through, there's power that comes in knowing that you could be assisted or knowing that you are in a position to lend advice to somebody who might just need that intervention that only you earlier would have had or didn't have, but now you're sufficiently empowered to at least ensure that somebody else doesn't have your previous experience. Talk to us about some of the things that one might miss in the value of a support group. So support groups are very unique in that they offer aftercare support where we're not trying to to kind of step out of scope or step out of practice. And so it's really important to emphasize that our support group leaders, the majority, are patients and ex-patients themselves. So these are individuals who have received a diagnosis, they've gone for treatment where necessary, they're taking medication where necessary, and they're managing their mental health. And they have walked that lonely journey, that journey of no understanding, and they don't want anyone else to go through that. And so these individuals, they're volunteers, um, and it's really also important here to emphasize the difference between group therapy and a support group. So group therapy is normally primary intervention. It's normally run by a mental health professional or practitioner, whereas a support group, like I say, can be people like you and I. We have a passion to make a difference. And I think the thing about a support group that's so empowering is everyone. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. We seem to have lost. I do want to know what, what is most empowering about being in a, a support group set up. And if you can perhaps try to finish Crystal's sentence, I would certainly appreciate that. Have you been part of a support group? Are you part of a support group? Are you hesitant, even better, are you hesitant about being in a support group? And if you are hesitant, perhaps you should tell us why. Crystal Kemp is here. She is the SADC support group coordinator, that being South African Depression and Anxiety Group. They have some 160 free, emphasis on free support groups nationwide. So certainly it is a service that, even if you doubt, just go and find out for yourself. What are some of the great wins? You were about to say something juicy there, Crystal. Do you want to carry on, please? I think so. Sorry we got cut off. Um, no worries. What I, was, what I was saying was that one of the most beautiful things about a support group is that everyone is equal. Um, from the members to the, lead, to the leader, we're, we're all there and we all add value to the group. Mm-hmm. So you're not only being supported, but you're also getting the opportunity to support which is so empowering. And I think that's the magic that is support groups. 
Fantastic. Thank you then so much for your time. It's a pity that, um, I mean, this is what happens, right? We're in the advent of load shedding, so drop calls will happen from time to time. Thank you so much for honoring us with your with your insights. Is there anything that you can say in terms of the distribution of the support groups? I mean, there are 160 nationwide age profile. Are there any restrictions for somebody who wants to access these things? Can you just tell us about the modalities, perhaps, of the support groups? Absolutely. So support groups are open to anyone over the age of 18. Um, And if you're not sure if you should be joining a support group or not, go check out our website, www.sadag.org, or phone one of our counsellors. Our phone numbers are toll-free, so free to call, um, and you can phone us on 0800-456-789, so nice and easy to remember. And our counsellors are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and are able to guide you and work through, you know, what kind of support group are you looking for? Um, What are your needs from a support group? Because our support group offering goes beyond just the patient, but also to family members and loved ones of those with mental illness, to living with chronic illness. There are so many different groups available. So I would definitely recommend that you go and visit our website or call a counsellor and we'll be able to guide you further. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Crystal. We certainly do hope that your facilities will be used by those who do need it, and especially for those who are touch and go and are not sure. There's nothing anybody can lose and everything to gain. Just call the toll-free number. It's SADC. Google them, find them on the website, and engage their services. It really... I'm not in a position to recommend simply because I've never used this service, but I've got absolutely no hesitation in saying that having engaged them professionally, their work is great, and perhaps please... Save a life out there. Twenty one thirty six. A viewpoint.